Welcome to the Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy, joined by Vance to my right, who is, uh, what is that, your base? You got a good base going? Is that the word? Very good. A very good base going. It's base. It's it's down like two layers. It's a real good base. It's practically a tattoo <laughs> at this point. I'm very brown. Very brown. He was in the front of his ranger a little bit this, this week, but he's also in front of the ranger. Hello, Ranger. Hi, Vance. Cheers. Anyway, so Ranger said hi. We have Todd Young on the phone. Hi, Todd. How you doing, guys? Doing all right. And we got Steve, also known as Gearman Steve. Hi, Steve. What's happening, guys? Oh, not too much. We got a lot of fun stuff to talk about this time. So I'm not going to waste any time. Let's just get through these plugs. Fatty Z Musky products. FattyZMuskie.com. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And... I am very close to shipping another Team Rhino Outdoors Raptor order. Um, that's probably going to go out tomorrow, so I'd probably expect it early next week to be up on the site, depending on how quick he gets it and uploads it. So be on the lookout for that. Um, I don't have very many Raptors in the 8-inch quantities. I do have... The website was updated last week. There's not a whole lot there. But if you're looking for some standard colors, be sure to check out musky tackle online aaron should have a good selection i haven't been on it recently to see what's in and out of stock but check him out he has more than me because i have zero or very close to that number um check out the rod holders if you're looking for a trolling setup uh appreciate it if you thought about us i'd like to uh, help you out even if it means you don't use our stuff and that's a-okay with me it's all about getting you set up with what you need so, I'm going to end that one here. How's Muddy Creek doing? Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishingguides.com. Give us a call. Uh, got lots of stuff open for the summer, July, August, September, into the fall, October. If you're looking to get something here in this early season, we got just a couple of dates available. Vance, I'm looking at the schedule right now. We could do Vance on, Vance has the 11th open. Vance has the 13th open, and he could possibly do the 27th and 28th other than that in june we are totally booked up so maybe we'll have to bump you to july but give us a call we're going to do everything we can to get you on some fish perfect all right i'm gonna i'm gonna throw this one out i have a orange shiner six inch bait Mm -hmm. first person based on time to tell me what was the color of the raptor that caught the fish at Lake Nipissing with Todd and Vance? There we go. Yeah. That's going way back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the bait right now. It's right there. Very nice. So Nice, the bait giveaway. Bait giveaway. So I know the answer. I don't have an word shiner. Can I answer? Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> okay. And Steve, you're disqualified too. Oh, man. <laughs> So we're just going to go way back in the archives and just see. Anyways, what was the color? Anyways, the color pattern, I should say, of the bait, not the fish. White whale. White whale. That's it was what a white whale. That's, that's, what white that's what they're called up there. Okay, perfect. So we have St. Croix rods. You're in the market for a new fishing rod. Check them out. Best on earth. Best rods on earth, I should say. 
Mm-hmm. Got a lot of neat stuff coming out. You know, that's one of those things that I, I look at a rod and I'm like, really, what else new can they do in the world of fishing rods? Steve, do you know anything new that they could do? Like, I don't know, fill them with helium? I, I don't know. Well, I'm sure they're going to come up with something. I mean, they have to to keep selling them. So, yeah, they'll find some rare uh, lightweight uh, material and, uh, you know, deep under the ground somewhere and sell you a rod in it. So, yeah, they'll, they'll come up with something. I'm not sure what it would be. Yeah. I know. I'm sure I'll buy it. So, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> they will. This, this rod is two ounces lighter than all the others. And now let's put a 12-ounce bait on there. Just, just <laughs> to prove it. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, check them out. They make all sorts of rods, all shapes, sizes, and colors. Price range, too. So thanks, St. Croix. Let's do the Chautauqua Lake Showdown. I'm not going to be able to fish it, man. Are you asking me to go with you? Mm-mm. I am sorry. I can't fish it either. I'm booked up. Uh, but it is June 23rd at Chautauqua Lake, hosted by Zach Baker and Muskie's Inc., Chapter 69. It is a one-day tournament. It is going to be your best three fish caught that day if you're lucky enough to get three. Uh, on inches, there's a big fish pot. Uh, there's going to be a lot of people doing it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, good competition, so check that out. Uh, it's 35 bucks for non-members of Muskie's Inc. and 25 for uh, members of Muskie's Inc. Get a hold of Zach to sign up. Perfect. He also offers, I know last year they offered a uh, a lot of free stuff to kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're still doing that this year, but... Yeah, I think they're still doing that. Very... They have a, a bait giveaway at the end, you know, you can go there and, and get some bakers probably. I know Zach's painting now and whatnot, so uh, check that. Uh, he's got some, He's he has some stuff for that tournament, so... If yeah, you're crazy they had a nice, about, nice raffle last year where you buy tickets and they pull numbers and you get free things off the table, so that was cool. Mm-hmm. Hey, speaking of raffles and stuff, I, I have a guy on the phone right now <laughs> who is batting Hall of Fame numbers on games of chance, and I want to hit on that real quick because it's so pertinent. Can you give us your stats right now, Steve? Well, first I want to preface this with I never even heard of these things until I heard you guys on the podcast. You continue... To, to cost me money <laughs> because when, when you said it i said man I, you know I, i'm not a gambler per se but I, I like a good game of chance so yeah i found them online uh one of the raffle sites i guess there's tons of them i don't know and you know the first one to come up there were 12 spots i bought one you know they do that goofy live thing and roll the dice and do so many random draws and i i was the winner so i put 10 in and i won 120 dollar bait so then I'm feeling good, and uh, another raffle comes up. Put ten dollars in. They do the draw. I'm dead last. Now, so I tell I, Andy this. What's that? I, okay, I wanted you to at least uh, bring me into the picture and my level. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> yeah, because after I told him of the first win, I said, you know, I just I just did one of these raffles. What a waste of money. I'm gonna lose. And the next text I sent him. I won, bitches. (laughs) He literally wrote that in the text. (laughs) It was three texts very fast. Shouldn't have used the foul language. I apologize to the younger uh, listeners, but that's what I wrote. It was uh, out of excitement. So he writes back, 
you know, I'm disappointed in you, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> so another raffle comes up, like I said, and I got dead last. So I wasn't going to tell him. I, I don't need the lecture. <laughs> oh, my God. You're telling but me. But then another dang one comes up, and for some reason, <laughs> I couldn't resist. Put my $10 in. I end up winning that one. So I won two out of three. And you felt confident enough at this point to tell me that now you're above 50%. Exactly. That's when I text you. <laughs> and he called me. It wasn't like he didn't even text back. He goes, you, you got a problem. You got to stop now. <laughs> so, but now what I also did, and I think I told you this too. So I kind of stopped that um, wheel of chance kind of deal where you put $10 in if you you know, you win, you obviously get the bait, but if you lose, you don't get the $10. But I did put my name in one of the DK sales. Which you found so, you know, out from the podcast. Yeah, I never even heard of the guy until the podcast. And then I looked at, you know, when I heard, uh, um, the, you know, you were talking about how the, the sales work for him. And they put so many in and then they draw the top 10 can pick a bait to buy. So I saw it and put my name in out of like 400 and some. And I was the second guy to come up. <laughs> <laughs> so I got I got like premier choice. So I bought one of his platinum fifty finders. No with like shit. A, yeah, like a brown perch or whatever. So oh my gosh, brown perch with like a uh, orange belly. Yeah. Oh, so that's I think funny. it might have had white. I don't know. It was because he offers like uh, twelve of them. So whatever's up on the board, you get to pick. First, I pick some goofy blue one, and then it was mine, and I, I got the brown perch. I, I think it hasn't arrived yet because this just happened. But. Uh, yeah, man. So, uh, so if you count that as a raffle, I'm three for four, which is which is crazy. And if you just think of all the money you've saved on the first three, you know how, how much was the retail value of those two baits you won? Uh, One twenty for the first, and um, sixty for the second. Okay, so you were at one hundred eighty bucks, and you spent thirty dollars there. Thirty in. It's it's like you got a free bait. Pretty much, and I went out and spent like uh, that was the case. <laughs> So I thought, well, I just save this money, so I might as well buy some other lures online. <laughs> so that's the kind of monsters that we breed from this show. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I seem to be the one affected the most, though. You got a hot hand. <laughs> yes, I, I, yeah, but Andy talked me out of it, so I don't know how good my streak could have went. Oh, you never leave when you have a hot hand, yes? Uh, well, no, Andy dragged me away from that table, man. He, he wouldn't let me put another chip down. Man. And and you're thanking me for it because we're going to talk about what you're spending money on next here shortly. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, Ranger Boats, Vicks Sports Center. Big thanks to them. Check out Vicks. Check out Rangers. Vic also uh, sells Starcrafts and Star Welds. Uh, Ranger so Aluminums. Ranger Aluminums. So far, Todd and I are really satisfied with how our boats are fishing we're going to talk more about that mm -hmm. this show because i'm sure steve has steve has a good story about a fishing at a 621 here just a few oh, days man. ago yep oh my so i felt it was worth having him on the show today anyways muskies inc todd what do you think muskies inc what do you think yo yo up down baby uh <laughs> get a hold of your local chapter Lots of them out there. Every state's every pretty much every state's got some muskies. Has a chapter going. Uh, we talked about Zach's tournament. They're going uh, full bore with this thing. Every club usually has tournaments. Lots of good giveaways. Club meetings. 
there's so much you can learn by go, by getting involved in Muskie's Inc. And it is our sounding board as muskie fishermen. Very important to be involved. Uh, I feel that it's just uh, something, if we're into muskie fishing, it's just something you should be doing. Uh, cost of a bait. We just talked about Steve getting a $120 bait, $60 bait, $45 a year. You can be a member, family membership, I think is 60 65 I don't know, I paid it, but I can't remember. I don't have a magazine with me right now, but uh, real important. That there's lots of stuff that can be done through Muskie's Inc. The local chapters have to take the lead, but uh, if the local chapters take the lead to do things, our chapter did it here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, if you take the lead and get stuff, uh, you know, you can start talking to your local fisheries, the DCNRs, the fish commissions, and uh, just being a member, you know, being a club, a part of Muskie's Inc. helps immensely uh, rather than just having some local people going in and trying to talk to them. So I think it's real important. Stay involved. It's the only thing we got to stay involved with as a national organization that has to do with muskie fishing. And I just reached out to uh, do the family membership upgrade to that. Upgrade? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, I'm going to turn in some of... Lori's catches? Yeah. That's Good great. Deal. Yeah. Uh, make her, you know, see if she can get a plaque. It'll be fun. It will be. Mm-hmm. That's neat. I, what I was going to add to Todd's was, you know, just being a member, that's great. But you can, you know, as, as we talk about every week all the way up until this tournament, Chapter 69's tournament, the showdown, um, that's what active members can can make this flourish to. I brought up that last year, they I think they gave away, I don't know how many rod and reel combos to the kids that signed up. The the drawings, the raffles, you know, doing all this stuff above and beyond. And it's, it's really, you know, it's easy to sit back and just be like, yeah, I'm just going to do whatever they do. And not, you know, the, the club is stagnant, but you can... You'll get out of it what you put into it. Yeah, no doubt. So, yeah. um, and here's something. Here's something else. If you're if you're already a member, like I have been for I don't know how many years, you know, for a long time. <laughs> uh, don't be afraid to tell other people about it. Uh, th- you know, through my charters, I mean, we had the one fellow that served as our vice president at our club for many many years. He got his first muskie with me on a charter back in the. 90 something you know and i was telling him about the club he got involved next thing you know he was vice president for numerous years i got another guy that i took here at chautauqua that was back in pennsylvania with the other guy but this other guy took to chautauqua many years ago was telling him about the club he got involved he's been our secretary or uh, uh not, not not secretary treasurer he's been the treasurer now for like six years going i see, i see him at the shows see him at the booth uh, he knew nothing about muskies, Inc. I just brought it up to him. So, you know, when you run into guys at the launches, if you take one of your friends fishing, tell them about it. It's, it's all, it, it's, it's not like it's, uh, you know, it's all going to be fun for them, but we've got lots of people involved over the years. That's what we try to do. I always bring it up to the local guys. And if they start, if they seem interested in something, I tell them about muskies, Inc. And we've got lots of different members to sign up because of, yeah, just telling them about it that they don't know. Some of the new people don't realize that it's out there. So don't be afraid to spread the word. If you're nice. a member, you can even though you're you're a member 
and you've been doing it a long time, you can still help <laughs> getting new people involved. Well said. And with that, if there's any mem- uh, clubs out there, members of the clubs that ha- have an you know, announcement they want us to make on this show, just reach out to us. We'll write it down and we can gl- we'll gladly talk about it like we do Zach's tournament. Mm-hmm. So we'll, eat, we'll, we'll spread the word. So just let us know and we'll do our best. Nice. All right. <clears throat> We're going to do an If You Had to Choose. And uh, we had a listener write into me with three suggestions. We're going to do one of them. I'm going to do number one on the list. And what he wanted to hear was if we had to choose, would would we choose a straight trolling bait or a jointed? Or we won't even just limit it to that. We'll, we'll just say straight or jointed. It could be a, a casting bait if you wish. So who wants to start? If you had to choose, Vance, you're just staring like. I'm me. sorry. <laughs> I look. I, I look bad, huh? No, you're looking. I'm like, are you awake? <laughs> I'm awake. I just thought it's about. It's almost like you didn't understand the question. Oh God. <laughs> it is a hard question after all this fishing and now working. And I yeah. know. Yeah. Well, I'm I'll, just like I'll starting start, out here. I'll start out with this. I'll give you guys time to think, because I had 20 minutes extra in front of you guys to think about this. <laughs> a jointed casting bait? Yeah. Like a crank? Right. What about those cranks when people call them jerk baits? They got lips all over them and stuff? Oh, my gosh. Steve, I did not tell him that. That drives yeah. me effing crazy. <laughs> we, we're going to yeah. talk about that, because that's actually... Steve, really? Steve texted me, I don't know, maybe around 4.30 today. And I just, I saw that his, you know, if you have like an iPhone, you can see that the three little dots, he's like still on. And I'm like, I gotcha. So I I hit the I and hit call because it has to be in his hand. Or no, close just to dri- it. it just drives me nuts when they're like, look at this jerk bait. Right. And it's got a lip on it. It's not a jerk bait. You have, you have to make it, the lips doing some of the work there, you know. You, you got to jerk the thing. Right. <laughs> You could take any you could take any crankbait and make it a jerk bait. You know, if you're just like, ooh, pop, 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 look at just dove and rose, oh boy. It's a crankbait. Like the bass guy's like, check out these jerk baits. And he's like, this is exactly what we he's a, like, here's these jerk baits. We, we kill them, we crush them. I'm the crusher, I front, you know, all this shit. And then he shows you this this thing it looks like a rapala it's a shallow yeah. diving crankbait like, it's not it a yeah. jerk bait <laughs> this, is a, yeah. this is a mere debate andy and i had probably um, what, three hours ago Four thirty. i was getting alluding to that uh, the topic that we're going to be talking about with steve he said something about a jerk bait i'm like is this a bass jerk bait which is really a crankbait oh my goodness but he re-itemized what it should be called or different category what, yeah. what well, was it it's, called it's what it's listed on websites when you go to buy this style of bait for bass fishing but yeah <laughs> what, what's it called rip bait so, so it's like a jerk bait okay. but you don't fish it with a straight retrieve that the traditional jerk bait will uh or is fixed you rip it like it but it still has the lip and it kind of does the darting snake heart rip baits but you know it's kind of made the uh the popular crank bait jerk doesn't bait. run properly yeah, it, it's a poorly designed crankbait. It's, it's, That's it's what Todd said. It's a crankbait that doesn't run right. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're, yeah. It'll so. go down, <laughs> but it's just going to go down. Uh, I still refer to him as jerk baits in the bass world. But okay. so, anyways, it can hold any speed, but not for longer than eighteen inches. That's what we're looking <laughs> yeah. at, right? Yeah. Completely delusional. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right, Honestly. man. Okay. You know what? Let's just get back to the if you had to choose. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, as much as I like to see a jointed crankbait running, because I think it looks more like a fish. If I had to choose, I'd go with a straight. I catch so many more fish on straights, and I'm I'm going across the board on this. I mean, I I don't troll for muskies that much, um, but I've I've caught a lot more fish on straights. All the all the walleyes I catch, they're on non-jointed baits. All the twitch baits that I've made over the years and used, they're not jointed. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I, I like I said I like the way a jointed looks. I like the way it feels in your hand. I like looking at it on the table. Mm-hmm. I catch more fish on straights, so that's that's what I had to choose. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'll I'll go next, Vance. You can still think. Uh, this is going to be like lake or area specific for me. You know, I, I I go on certain trips up to Canada where I will go the whole week and probably not even run a straight bait when I'm trolling, and we catch a lot of fish. And I go to other lakes that I don't run that many joiners. So it's, I mean, that, that that's a toss-up of where you're at. And I have lakes done in PA, you know. The other day we were talking about that, that I got a couple fish. Almost everything I've got in our, my local lake has been on a jointed. Uh, but your all-time, your yeah. all-time best bait, the dog bone and the lost dog bone. They're straights. They're straights. Yeah, they were straight fat. And that had to do with Chautauqua. Yeah. I is. have a lot of really good baits from Canada, too, that have caught lots and lots of fish that are jointed. You know, so that's that's where I'm... Hey, you had to choose. If I had to choose, that's a hard... you yeah. got to tell me where I'm going. That's yeah. the way I'd look at it. Definitely, <laughs> definitely lake-specific, uh, you know. But let, let's narrow it down. you got one left that's it you have room to carry one bait with you is it a straight or a jointed it's a jointed todd yeah mine's gonna be as we did on the if you had to choose not mm-hmm. long ago i'm gonna grab the fat body <clears throat> yeah i'm gonna grab I'll, I'll live and die with it so mm. i'm gonna go with the jointed one I like the jointed one on, you know, like the new water too. You know, you can just put it out there. It doesn't dive as deep. You know, I don't know. I love everything about the way a jointed bait looks. It does. It it looks, I mean, you, you cut that bait three quarters of the way down. It, it turns into like a snake almost, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and fish don't, it looks neat, but fish don't swim like that. Absolutely not. Yeah. The only fish that swim like that is like a gar or a muskie because they're long enough that your tail can wiggle. But if you watch the perch, even the walleyes that are falling the lures when we're fishing right now, they, they look like jerk baits. They just kind of like, doot, 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 doot. they dart right up. Muskie jerk baits or the idiotic bass jerk baits? <laughs> a, real, a real jerk bait. No, they, they don't swim like a snake. But the snake action, that jointed, I mean, it, it makes some clatter, makes some noise down there. Uh I'll never forget that time when uh, <laughs> we when we were 
we were at the show and we were like, yeah, Beta has a little rattle in it. And Dale was in the background clanging. <laughs> he yeah. he, he, he was like, like standing there going, clink, clink. Yeah. It's like a rattlesnake behind a rattle. the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> Join it. Okay. Steve, where are you at? Uh, well, I, I, I just started trolling, so I don't have a real good sample size. But of the few <laughs> fish I did catch trolling, most of them were on straight. But what I will say, for me at least, when you're trolling with a joinet, it seems a lot easier to detect an interruption in the rod movement when you get weeds on it than a straight. So for the aspect of keeping your lines cleaner or have earlier detection with weeds, I probably jointed, but from my, you know, what I've caught so far, it's been more straight. So let me roll the dice and go with straight. That's surprising. I really thought that it was going to be an overwhelming joining. Join it. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I we had to choose. It's not like we can talk ball mm-hmm. up and you had to choose. Mm-hmm. I tried to do that. You wouldn't allow me. No, but I mean, but <laughs> yeah. the thing is, is like it, it when you have to choose, which is part of the I game. Am. I know you made me choose. <laughs> In certain lakes I go to, I'd be a little upset. But I'm gonna. I just pull out the green weenie. And I'd get it done. Light them up. Old school. Love it. Vance was talking about, you know, and they do, you know, the, the jointeds tend to not go. You can make the same, uh, the same bait jointed straight, the same bait maker, everything. The jointeds just stay up a little bit, mm-hmm. but you can, you can always shorten up your line on those straights. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Vance caught a pig yesterday, right? Uh, yeah. Or was it a musky? It was, it was a, it was <laughs> a musky, a but it was also kind of a pig, mm. pig-looking musky, and that was on a straight. That how much line do you have, Advance? Ten foot, ten foot of line. Okay. Ten yeah. foot, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. On your See, eleven so foot six rod. On a seven seven foot rod. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know if you fell um, for the giant long rod craze. Yeah, uh, th- yeah. There you go. I mean, straight bait. You can you can alter that yeah. with the depth, but. Yeah, th- this is not a we we're bashing the other one kind of thing. Oh, no. It, yeah. No, don't dare do that. Don't dare. Hmm. <laughs> Shame on you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you first start out, you know, you, you look at the you look at the baits. You're like, "Oh man, should I, you know, I can barely run a spread, but should I choose my jointed one or a straight one?" You you don't know. Mhm. Yeah, like I like I was saying, like I look at those jointeds and I just like the way they feel in your hand. Yeah, you grab onto them and you're just like, if I was a fish, that would feel more real. And everything about them gives me warm and fuzzy feelings. But I just catch more fish on straights, and it's it's just going off of a very short history of very short time, a fairly long history of trolling for muskies. I don't have near the hours Vance has. Well, yeah, because you troll in a stream. That you I literally a, go a mile, just, stop, and yeah, cast. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, I was at least preferencing this. But mm. all, all those, all the, I spent a lot of hours trolling for walleyes. Absolutely, uh, mm-hmm. and, and there's, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going for give me thirty feet deep, mm-hmm. and they're all straight baits. So mm-hmm. I have to yeah. go off of that mm-hmm. too as well. So, anyways, yeah. okay. So we got a split there, a little bit. Yeah, and I wasn't the odd man out this time. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's nice. Anyways, Steve, when we were talking about jerk baits earlier today, mm-hmm. oh, geez. 
you uh <laughs> well let, let's talk about your fishing trip first we're going to talk about fishing trips because i got to all everyone on the you know that i'm talking to right now but the people that are listening don't know this i also have a boat story from the weekend so i'm going to talk about that it's not my boat okay yeah i was going to say that the ranger is not moved oh it has been moved it also has a lot of muddy footprints in it from two little kids that like to climb in when my back is turned. Mm-hmm. And that carpet's filthy. Mm-hmm. It's so dirty in that boat. <laughs> you need it. Man, I, I hate carpet. Carpet is bad. I do. Like, yeah. through four <laughs> charters, I'm just like, I, I can't stand this stuff. I hate it. But You want me to reupholster it? Just rip it all out. Yeah. I've done it several times on boats. My goodness. <laughs> okay so anyways steve br- break down your weekend it wasn't musky fishing but it was still no well, it's it's bass fishing so you know i know that's probably a dirty word around here but it's not even it fishing involves, so it involves a ranger boat how about that so that, that uh, okay you know could tie it into what you guys talk about but so i guess the backstory on this is every year for about the last 13 14 years a buddy of mine who I went to grade school with, we've been friends for that long, and they're big bass fishermen. They don't do anything else but bass. They go away. Um, so my buddy, his brother, creative. their father and a friend, and then I, I kind of come along because I've just known him for so long. So every year we do like a three-day weekend, usually around the holiday weekend. Sometimes we move it based on schedules. So this year came up. We were going to go on the holiday weekend. But I know every year my father-in-law has a cookout on Memorial Day Monday. So my wife doesn't quite like when I miss that cookout. So I negotiated a little bit with my friends to, instead of fish like the Saturday, Sunday, Monday, we all take off work and fish Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I'll be back for the cookout. Then I like negotiated with my wife. Um, so she's getting better at her negotiating skills. So the negotiation she put on the table is she wants the upstairs bathroom remodel in the hallway. And if I get on that, I go fishing. So there, there's like the give and take. Okay, now let's stop right there. Because th- this is something... <laughs> that is a that, lot of work. I know, to, for, to go yeah. fishing, especially for bass. <laughs> That's the last part. You know? The best part is it's yeah. bass. You're going to redo the powder room, or the half bath, <laughs> no, to go out like and throw these vanities. delusional jerk baits for <laughs> smallmouth. <laughs> That's you lost big time. <laughs> lost. <laughs> Felt like I won. I was excited. <laughs> See, this is where I don't think Vance and Todd have come to appreciate the position that myself and Steve are in. Is that you will leverage months of your free time for yep. just an extended couple days to go That's do? Fishing. I mean, it would yeah. almost. Uh, I mean, Vance hit it right with it's for bass. That'd be like, I'm going, you know, to the farm pond to catch bluegill. Um, maybe not that bad. But as as Steve mentioned, she's getting better at negotiating. Like she's now caught onto the game. Mm-hmm. And for yeah, me, I'm losing my leverage. You're losing your leverage, but. Where I'm at right now is it's still turkey season for one more day in Pennsylvania, and that's for that's tomorrow. And my wife says that she's a big turkey hunter, and I just say anytime she wants to go, go for it. No nothing. No negotiation, no leverage. 
that is my angle right now is I'll let yeah. her wrap up turkey season. And then I'm going to be like, I want to go do this. And then my leverage is I never once gave you crap mm-hmm. for, for doing any of your stuff. So th- there's these things. And, and I wanted to at least bring this up because I'm if the 50% of the people talking right now are in this boat, I, I would assume that that's probably across the demographic of our <laughs> listeners. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if for nothing else, this could give them some help. See, I'm allowing my wife to do things. You're taking on major construction projects. <laughs> well, but my wife does it. Like, turkey hunt. Like, her big thing, she, she has two major things she enjoys. She enjoys traveling. Well, with three little kids, uh, that ain't happening. So, the second thing she enjoys is home improvement, remodeling. And, you know, not major. We're not ripping out walls. But she enjoys that aspect. Painting a room here, that. So, you know, does, does, she like, was, does she enjoy the finished product, or does she like get her roll up her sleeves and and you know? No, she that. rolls them up. She'll go all in. Okay, okay. Let's just check. Uh, you know, that's good. And so she's she she'll she'll paint with everything. You know, she's not going to like uh, you know she's not selling toilets and stuff. But she'll she'll do the flooring. She'll do the painting. And okay, so she's in. She just wants help with it, which I'm okay with. Mm-hmm. That's good. So, nice. so that was the negotiation. She's been wanting to do this for a while, and. I've been wanting to go fishing so bad for a while because it's been a while. And like, even though it's bass, which I love, but I know you guys have a little different opinion on that. To me, it was a great deal. So, but yeah, so so I get the negotiation set, the ground rules of what the deal are, and I leave early Friday morning. Meet my buddy. <laughs> was it notarized? No, no, it's a kind of a verbal agreement. So I, I don't know what that's going to so hold it's up in court. Easily changed, but, uh, but okay. <laughs> but she's the judge anyway, so she's going to win. <laughs> <laughs> So me, my buddy, and this year he got a, uh, his, uh, new to him, it's a couple years old, but he got a Ranger 621, nice. and his dad has a Ranger 522D, so we got like high-end luxury fishing boats that we're using for these three days, so it, now that, it's just in that end. I'm going to stop you there. That 522D, if, if I'm not mistaken, that D means deep. Like it's, it has it's the same like same uh, free border depth of like the six twenty one, but the the decks all laid out like a bass boat. That's like that whatever that Lund Pro V. Mm-hmm. I think bass. Or yeah, whatever. I think uh, that my neighbor at the campers mm-hmm. he has a D Ranger, which and and I always looked at. It, I'm like that thing is so much deeper looking. A then, bass boat looks like a pancake almost. It does. It looks like a piece of pizza or something. Exactly. You know? mm-hmm. But the one that he was he was rocking. I mean, uh, it, it looks it looks exactly like those six twenty ones. It's it's really interesting. I wonder how it handles the the thing oh, nice. that I think is like a home run is that you know a lot of these bass guys are on bigger lakes. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not like Lake Superior big. But they're on bigger lakes that, you know, the bass boats handle the waves pretty decent for what they are. But you, if you're really scooting across the lake, you hit some big wake or whatever. I just, I'm shocked that the the boating world hasn't caught on to these deeper, deep V hauls on these bass boats. Now, I know they like to go on shallow lily pads around docks and stuff like that. It might be a little bit more limited. But but it hurts too. uh, And the reason that the flat, low profile helps is wind. So if you're yeah. trying to run a, a, a weed line or stay on the shore, that low-profile bass boat allows you to do that, and, and the wind doesn't affect you as much. But mm-hmm. if anybody, if you're a bass guy and you're fishing any of the Great Lakes or uh, 
any of these St. Clair, any of these type of, the, the D is the way to go because for years we'd fish out of his um, 521 Comanche and we took waves over the front. You know, it's just, it's just not as conducive to, to run in the waves, but the stability and running through the waves of that, that deep hole, the 522D is incredible. So it's like a no brainer if you're fishing bigger water, but I get why these Southern guys want that real low profile because of mm-hmm. the control aspect. Okay, so anyways, so, that, that I didn't know that that was a D when when you were, I think you sent me pictures last year you going up for that same trip, but anyways, I just think that that's interesting. Get a little more detailed into the boat. What kind of motors are we working with here? Oh man, um, shoot, I don't know engines like uh, I mean, you know, how, these guys. How big are the boats? Power? They could recognize somebody by a boat a mile away. Oh, that's a whatever with a Yamaha. Or what was the number I on the back of the motor? They're both two fifties. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> Okay, but one I think was a Mercury B-Tech, maybe? E-Tech? I don't know. I don't do no. that. My gear is rods and reels. My boat's a 14-foot crest liner. That's it. Yeah, no. I don't know the rest. It's a 40-horse Yamaha with a prop that looked like it came off the Titanic. <laughs> That's and, it, buddy. And he has a 9-9 right next to it. That's how I roll. <laughs> I love it. So, yeah, so I, I don't know boats. If my buddy was on, he'd tell you, like, every freaking thing about it. Okay. Yeah, that's good. I just get in, they start up, we go. That's that's about how it works. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Okay, continue. We're going to we're gonna let you go a little bit here. All right. So, uh, you know, it, it, the, we had two different boats we're fishing, and it, it, it was beautiful weather. You couldn't get any better weather. Except not down days. 30 degrees. Because it was a hundred degrees outside. It, well, it was hot. You had a slight breeze, but the one day there was no breeze at all, which made it kind of hot. But it's still you're you're not dodging lightning, so or four footers. So I prefer the heat over death. Was there so, a, you know. was there a bug hatch? No, it was nothing. No bugs. No nothing. He's we had a bee you're... follow us way out. I don't know what he was doing, but uh, yeah, there was no other bugs. A bee followed you way. Hey, you thought you were advanced. Yeah, I would have been done. <laughs> Went right into the rod locker. Mm-hmm. So the, the the fishing was tough um, for numbers. We didn't catch a ton, but size was incredible. Um, one of the fish I caught, you know, so the goal of any smallmouth bass fisherman's like that seven pound smallmouth, but they're extremely rare. Well, I was fortunate enough to catch one five years ago, and so to me that was like a miracle. Well, this trip. I happened to catch another one. This one was seven pounds, two ounces. Wow. So, again, we didn't catch many fish, but we had a couple six-pounders, a lot of fives, and they were just big. It was just it was an anomaly because we don't catch how many six this time of year. But So this seven-pounder, beautiful coloration. I mean, it, it was the, the gold with the tiger stripes. I mean, it was like a, a really nice-looking smallmouth. All right, so... You know, we, again, we fish uh, in at night. I'd call the wife, see how the kids are doing. She'd tell me, you know, this one did this today. So I, I get the whole, like, guilt trip. But that's okay. That's part of the bargain. I understand that's coming when I make the call. So You, know, you ever you just not night. call so you could skip that? <laughs> What's that? You ever just not call so you can skip that? Nah, I want to see the, talk to the girls. I miss them. So I, it's it's part of the deal, you know. Plus, I, I like talking to my wife. I don't want to make her sound horrible by any means, but no, I just you know, didn't know if you'd be like text like, "Hey, service is spotty here. I'll yeah. I'll call you from this location tomorrow morning." 
<laughs> see, he just revealed your trick. I'll see you at the house. <laughs> yeah, see you at the house. <laughs> I'll see you on Tuesday, like we talked about. I was gonna die. <laughs> Forgot charger, damn. <laughs> Forgot charger. She's, you have to send a screenshot, and it's one hundred percent to verify. <laughs> Well, you know, you mentioned the calls, okay? I'll tell you this story real quick. So we're out there. It's the last day. She calls me. We're out on the water. We're on this hump fishing. And she seems a little frantic, okay? So what's going on? She goes, the electricity went out. When it came back on, the house alarm's going off. And I don't know how to turn it off. Now, as soon as she says that, I feel a tap on my line. I set the hook, okay? Call you back. No, well, like I'm thinking, I'm, I'm not going to say call you back because, you know, the alarm's going off. I hear it in the background, kids are screaming. So I'm trying to tell her the codes. So the whole time I'm trying to work with her through this process to where the end result was she just went down and flipped the breaker and just, okay, the alarm won't go off anymore, but you're going to lose the security system and lights on that room, okay? But the meantime, I have this fish that I'm kind of walking around for five minutes that ended up being a 28-inch walleye. But like, <laughs> it was like on a leash, you know, and my buddy's like, you know, that's a pretty big fish. I said, I know, what am I going to do? I mean, I can't, I can't reel. I got the phone in my hand. So we're just drifting and I'm walking him along like a pet. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Did, do you guys have a net on board? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got it. So my wife said, okay, it's taken care of. I get off the phone. I uh, take some pictures. We let it go because it was last day. And we, we kept some earlier in the week. But so she calls back to say something else i forget what it was and i said she goes well you catching it and i said well to let you know i just caught a 28 inch walleye why you were on the phone with me um and she goes well why don't you tell me to get off because you know we want the walleye we want to eat it <laughs> <laughs> and you had released it you had released yeah, it's already gone. essentially uh, a seven pound fish yeah yeah it was like i said it's the biggest walleye i've caught but i never really walleye fish so it's um, kind of like a so I wasn't, you know, like past podcast, I wasn't targeting it, so I don't know if it quite counts, you know? Yeah, it counts because you caught it and you okay. walked it around like a dog. And <laughs> maybe maybe I'm a little bit, wore out. I'm short with stuff, but like if I would have had that call, first off, I don't have a house alarm, but like the house alarm's going off. Let's just say like the smoke alarm's going off. I get a phone call and I'm, I can't do anything about it. She's like, the smoke alarm's going off. I'm like, well, is there a fire? No, there's something up. I'd be like... Then just go outside. I'll call you back when I figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just like get away from the danger. Just, just don't get away from the sound. <laughs> Stop sitting there and listening to it. Help. Go, out, go in the pole barn. Go outside while your house alarm is going off like crazy, and neighbors are like, "Something's going on." Well, the neighbors are coming on the yard. Yeah. You know, I don't know if it's like like the siren, like the like the Russians are coming, like World War II. <laughs> they, they, those house alarm sirens here. are not 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 pleasant at all. You know. Yeah, I I, well, I, mean, I don't know, but I, I was just saying, like that would have been a short term solution. Was she would have been like step outside for a few <laughs> minutes? Was she well, upset about this walleye that you let let go? Well, she wanted it, but I told her I already had six that we caught on day one. We skinned, and I had in Ziploc bags, so they were coming home. So she was a little better about it because her family loves fish. Like, when I go fishing, they have no idea why I don't come home with a fish. So I'll show yeah. a picture of Muskie, and, like, 
you could have fed us for like a week. I don't understand this. They're from Italy. So like in Italy, they eat everything. So that was like, you know, they don't get that part. They don't understand recreational fishing. That's foreign concept. You catch fish to eat it. That's it. So they're always happy when I bring something home. So, so I had the, I had the walleye already in the, in the freezer. So that was, they were, she was okay after that. So, so they're like full, full fledged Italian. Full fledged. They think like you're, you're a bad provider because you don't bring these yeah. fish home. Like he's, he's no, no, they they uh, they do they question it, but they don't think I'm a bad provider because uh, <laughs> you know once in a while I bring one home and they, you know it's enough. So they they do harass me about it. What was it you that <clears throat> told me that they stopped talking to you for three months because you said that uh, you were going to take them to a fancy Italian restaurant? And you went to Olive Garden. No. <laughs> You did not. That must have been another Italian family. <laughs> you hit him with the soup salad and breadsticks. I'm going to splurge. I found a perfect place. I'll take you back to uh, Five ninety-nine room. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so, but okay. So after that, that's the end of the trip, and I come home. Okay, so it's late. I was tired after three days. We baked in the sun all day, got very little sleep. Well, two things happened the next day. So in my mind, I come home Sunday night. I'm sleeping in late Monday. I mean, it's, you know, I'm going to recover a little bit, go to my in-laws for the cookout later on. It's going to be a nice day. 9 a.m., well, it was 8.30 a.m., she wakes me up and says, hey, first off, my family's coming here. The cookout's here today, so you got to cut the grass, this, that. So she had a whole litany mm. of uh, items I needed to do to get the yard ready. So at 9 a.m., I'm up cutting wet grass, trying to get this ready, half asleep. And so then my father-in-law comes early, and he shows up with tools. And I said, I thought you were here to eat. Well, yeah, but, you know, my daughter, your wife, said to come over early and start working on the bathroom because you're going to remodel it, and you want some outlets here. <laughs> so I brought all my wiring stuff. Mm-hmm. So we're sawing holes, putting outlets in while I'm trying to run the grill downstairs. And, uh, yeah, so my wife, it was, okay, time to pay off. There's no waiting. <laughs> Unbelievable. There's no waiting. Alarm goes off and a hammer is in the hand. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I appreciate her tenacity. She gets things done. She don't putz around. I'm a little more lazy with these things, you know? Right. Now, so, what you're not lazy with was what you were thinking about the whole time after well, the fishing yeah, trip. so... So that, that part lays into the next element of the story, and I, I hope I'm not boring you too much, but as all these things are going on, the interactions with my wife usually turn to fish, particularly that seven-pound fish I just caught. Mm-hmm. So I kind of made the loose comment of, yeah, you know, it's such a rare fish, I'd love to get a replica. So I'm thinking total shot down. You got your musky replica, we got a salmon replica, now you got your shark. There ain't nothing else, you know? Oh, <laughs> But she says, you know what, for Father's Day and birthday that's coming up, that'll be my gift to you. You can get a replica of this fish. It's incredible. Well, wow. One cannot truly be happy with that offer, can you? Uh, well, the thing was, so I knew what it was because I quoted, I got a quote from a taxidermist or a replica maker for my other seven pounder five years ago. So I knew how much it was, so I told her that was the quote. But I never pulled the trigger on it because I ended up putting that money towards the muskie because I wanted that a little more. 
So she said, okay, this is the amount I'll give you. So I called that same taxidermist and we had a conversation. He said, okay, I'll do your fish for that price. And I just started thinking, why is not my first seven pounder getting the love of the second one? So then I draw up a sketch with the whole rock backdrop with the second fish integrated into this scene where I'd have the lures mounted in with it. One's going around the rock the one way, the other's coming around the rock the other way. This guy loved it. I mean, he, I'm sending sketches back and forth. I'm showing him pictures. So the quote, like, jumps way up, obviously, because I'm getting custom rocks. These are custom. They're no longer, like, standard molds. He has to, like, carve these molds and custom molds a high one in position because I want the one fish with the mouth closed. And so the price went uh, way up. But I'm thinking I'm getting 400 off the top as a gift, and then the rest I'm going to have to front somehow. So, so okay, yeah. let, let, let's, let's break this down a little bit here. So... You get the gracious offer of getting your seven pounder. You yes. then not only have to double it, but then you got to add accessories to this. So I, I'm going to go ahead and make the assumption that it's going to jump at least double, but probably two and a half times. You're exactly right. It's exactly two and a half. So. But now here's the thing. When that sucker arrives, my wife's going to be plenty surprised what she get for what she gave because that's about what I'm going to tell her it costs. The other stuff, unknown. <laughs> so you have a year to hide, essentially two dollars a day. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's the uh, back end of the story and the uh, negotiations and the. So you're yeah, up in the one. <laughs> you're getting two seven pound bass mounted. Yes. Yeah, they're all going to be in the same scene. One's eating the. Laura cut the one on, the other's going to be eating jerk bait, which you guys call crankbaits, because that's what I caught it on five years ago. Okay, tell, so, him, uh, tell him the brand. I'm not knocking on the brand, but it, it, it seems very commercialized. It's a Rapala Husky Jerk. <laughs> the Husky Jerk, yeah. Damn. Classic, buddy. That's a classic. That's a classic crankbait. Yeah. yeah. Husky. <laughs> <laughs> they call it jerk bait. I didn't figure that out either. <laughs> Husky jerk, like it, it. It takes a lot to get it down there, boy. I, I just thought that, that it was just never a nice bait. That's why they called it a jerk. So nice. <laughs> the classic crankbait. <laughs> so this is where, dude. I love Rapalas, though. I they love, do. I love I've never those, had one that didn't run. I love those little size five shad wraps. That's what. I mean, I, it's what I grew up walleye fishing with and, and whatnot. Mm -hmm. uh, they run so true. It's incredible for how small they are. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can go well, musky speed. It's crazy. Well, mm -hmm. I'll tell you a quick story about a shad wrap. You know the super shad wraps, those bigger ones? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. People are using so, those on Green Bay. and uh, I had some, and when I take my girls, I let them pick baits. So the one daughter picked like a fire tiger shad wrap, so I put it on. We ended up catching a muskie on it. And I show Annie, and he goes, where'd you get it on? And I told him, the shad wrap. Like, silence. I said, well, are you there? He goes, I cannot comment on this, or something to that effect. <laughs> I can't believe that was what was even used, let alone work. Oh, you know, he has like all it. of these high-end baits that we talk about. Mm -hmm. And when I mean high-end, I mean, obviously, he just bought a DK, which is a high-end bait. But mm -hmm. he also has some, you know, working man's baits. You know, you got some nice boss shads. You got some nice bakers yeah. and... And a shad wrap. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and hey, that's one catches the fish. So what do you know? <laughs> I've caught I've I've caught muskies on the super shad wrap. I full disclosure. 
I've done that. I've caught pike on you them. know because they were easy to get when you first get into it. They're you in the store, to you Dick's know, or Walmart, and they were there, and and they run great. They do. It's a rapala, you know. I remember I was trolling once Connie at Lake with a super shad wrap early in my thing, and I had my buddy Eric with me, and you know, I mean, we didn't know what the heck we were doing, but a rod went off, and I, I reeled in the fish. He goes, "Did you actually catch something on that bait?" Like he's not anti, you know, mm-hmm. but. I'm like, yeah. He goes, I've never caught one on a super. Yeah. And that was the only fish I've ever caught was a pike out of a super pike lake. <laughs> <laughs> the lip on those things look like it's like a, a barber chair, like something you would sit on, you know? <laughs> it literally does. Looking, you know? But. So I thought the same thing. I was like, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just not going to run these anymore. This is. I don't have it in my boat anymore. Yeah, me neither. They look really neat. They do. And then you can get Tackle Industries ones that are like 11 inches. You can? <laughs> You've never seen those? Yeah. No. They may, it's like this, yeah. It's the same looking super It shop. looks just like it. Really? Yeah. There's one hanging at your shop somewhere, Andy. You painted one. I have two or three out here, yeah. They're I'll, cool. I'll, I'll show you them after the show. Okay. So, anyways, that was Steve's weekend. I thought it was worthy of the show. He was in a Ranger. He's sneaking Beautiful up because Ranger. I'm after, in love with it. After he, you like him? Oh my god, that's my next negotiation. I'm already working on my wife's. Uh, oh said, god, you know, the girls are getting bigger. Out. We need something to like take them water skiing. Those Rangers will do it. So yeah, no other boat will. No, no, nothing, nothing. It, it will suffice except for a Ranger. And I'm loving, you know, I'm loving the 1880. Man, it's really it'll fit in my garage. Beautiful layout. Now, would it stay so, with you at the at the house, or would it stay up by me? It stay up by you. Okay. Yeah, that's the garage I got to fit it in. So, yeah. So, you know, let's just transition that. How, you know, I love, I love those. I love the boats we're fishing out of. I really do. They, I think, I think they're absolutely incredible. The drifts on them, that it's is, they, is it, they is sit it, a little bit. They sit a bit, little bit longer. And you know how we love to, uh, you know, pick apart weed beds. Mm-hmm. You just stay there a little bit longer. And sit there. More time to and, and you're yeah. you're comparing this to your to tin boats you to, know. to your la- last boat. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. My tiller, both of them drifted faster. Mm-hmm. Uh, these rangers just seem to sit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely key in boat in the boat side stuff will be absolutely key in you know thirty mile an hour wind gusts that you talk with. Mm-hmm. You know sometimes it just takes a second. So. If somebody's green and is pausing it right at, at, at the boat, you know, that could be the difference between, a, you know, a mm-hmm. strike and just mm-hmm. coming up and checking it out and going back under the boat. Uh, I'm really excited about that. The Angler series is deep. Mm-hmm. Uh, you feel at home in the cockpit. Um, I just love it. I, you know, I was baking out there. How, how many hours did you put in that boat since the opener? You know, I did a full day on the on the opener. I did that's at least eight hours. I did a half day and a full day on the second day. Twelve hours. And I did a full day after that. Then I went out for an afternoon. Um, so you know, I'm up in the twenties. You're, you're you're yeah you're you know, past that. You're creeping middle twenties. Mm-hmm. And I I, lo- I love them. So in three days, you're averaging. I mean, you're averaging like nine ten hours a day in that boat. Mm-hmm. Since opener, I'm not counting the break-in period and mm-hmm. all that other stuff. And yeah, and we got we you know Todd and I are plugging away on 
where we want some things to lay out and uh you know we got our rod storage situation handled thanks to you mm-hmm. um the the thing that 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 i thought was interesting was at least two people that i know who had never seen your boats before were able to recognize you mm-hmm. it's it just how, how crazy you get a new boat and people already met you know no even though they haven't seen it mm-hmm. and and you know the, the one guy i don't think he listens to the show and I, I actually spoke to him on the phone yesterday. And he's like, yeah, I saw Vance. And I'm like, and remember how it like all came together? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, how did, in, in this small world of people traveling 100 plus, no, that's like 150 miles. And they just find you on a, a drop of water on the map. It, it's just crazy how all that stuff lines up. Yeah, I thought that same thing. Uh, many times on in the opener. Mm-hmm. Why is there so many people here right now? And it's not like you. <laughs> Why are people right Following. where I am? Why are people? Do, do you ever get the feeling now? Now this is going to Todd as well. <laughs> that people are purposely following you guys. Like just like every time you turn around, they're there. You, you pack up, you run. An hour or so later, they slowly come filtering back in. I think there's just a lot of traffic on the lake during these holiday seasons, you know. Okay. Todd, do you ever get the feeling that you're getting followed? Uh, yeah. <laughs> At times, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to say it, yeah. But, you know, and, and most people are pretty good about it. But, you know, I do, I do feel that I see, I know people watch what, uh, what we're doing. And maybe wait for the opportunity because you come back somewhere and those people are in the area that you were just at. Where it's like, I've never seen this boat in this area before, mm-hmm. ever. And now they're just pounding on it because I just pounded on it for two or three hours. Mm-hmm. Kind of the roundabout thing that I'm going with this is... You ever get a new vehicle and you see people when you're driving, you waved them, they never waved to you? And mm-hmm. it sometimes takes months for people to like reassociate you mm-hmm. with with a different color car or different, you know, whatever you're driving. Now. Yeah. It doesn't take that long with the boat. It literally takes, hey, there's that guy. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like there's there's no lag time there. It's just an immediate gear shift. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not like you guys have, you know, the boats all decaled up Mm-mm. to where no. it's, it's, it's obvious like it was. On the prior boats, people could just very easily. Boy, it was a busy weekend. There was certainly a lot of yes, a lot of action going on 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 that lake. And uh, it was the first time in years they had a we had a beautiful mm-hmm. Memorial Day weekend. I mean, for boating, mm-hmm. not so much for fishing. It was very hot, mm-hmm. but uh, it got there was so many people. Last year we were wearing long johns on Memorial Day, and there was no one out. Wonderful. There. I had my mm-hmm. long johns on and. It was like forty some degrees. Yeah, that weekend, but yeah. there was there's so, there were so many boats, and there the lake was just a disaster. After that, it was so messed up with floating weeds. So much in some areas, you know, like you 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 couldn't even cast. You know, mm-hmm. there's so much stuff. Like if you work the glider, forget about it. You know, you're gonna yeah. I tried know, to throw a glider. Oh you couldn't even God. get two. Mm-hmm. 
unbelievable. And the boat ramps, I mean, we they were just stacked. The whole all the boat stalls were just crushed with these floating weeds. It took me ten minutes to launch the boat on the second day because I didn't know if I wanted to do it or not there. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe this. I'm gonna pull this trailer out and it's gonna be a mess. It's gonna look like a swamp thing. Yeah. Like a cypress tree growing. But the nice thing about it was we always talk about the new weed growth. It's not that you know, you two months from now we'll do that, everything will be green. You'll need to power wash the thing. Uh from the algae. Yeah. Not the weeds. Right. But in, in the, but they become like slimy. These ones are fresh, really mm-hmm. leafy. So you could essentially just grab them and they it's they almost f- like a salad. Yeah, they fall they fall off very easy, which which was nice. But I mean, two months from now, we're not going to be able to do that, and it's it just sits on your trailer. You know, you and could you, turn that lake water into gasoline with all the <laughs> you you can't biomass, and then you can't you can't efficiently clean it. You know, because the next time you you know mm-hmm. your boat's on there the the whole time. You know what I'm saying? Is when you can you just can't clean those those bunks. It's gets so gross so that was that was easy mm-hmm. todd you were out today yes when that wind picked up how'd that boat ride good good i, I mean i'm i'll be honest i'm figuring out how to drive it through those waves you know mm-hmm. gave it a little little gas it, it was pretty wavy and uh i just felt like the boat wanted to like uh sort of fly on me from one to the next <laughs> backed it down but, you know it's the first time i got to ride it in some waves mm-hmm. the, and, uh, it, it's smoother but you still you still bang like crazy bang i'm not gonna like take off full speed and jump air like they show in commercials mm-hmm. <laughs> I, that's not gonna be happening in my boat there's just too much yeah. stuff everywhere yeah, oh, when God, you hit and you see a, a tackle scared. box fly up like mm-hmm. chest yeah. height when you're sitting there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. like that. It's when you know you could lose a tooth. But they, yeah. de- they de- I mean, there's a difference between glass and tin. Mm-hmm. There, mm-hmm. there certainly sure. is. Mm-hmm. I, I got to test it on Lake Erie waves. A little bit should talk with Chop. Uh, I still won't drive like crazy man through them though. But it's certainly no. you plow you plow through them. You, you find your and, your speed that's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, it's so, I mean, Vance's so boat nice. is twenty and a half feet long, something like that. You know, but I mean, I know going into it, there's no way I would just like just wide open all the time mm-hmm. out here in what Chautauqua has to offer. Not that it's a giant lake, but it gets choppy. Mm-hmm. But I, I I know we're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. If you're going to try to go fifty miles an hour through that stuff. You're going to Lose break eye. something <laughs> you know and uh yeah, i was really scared because nice. get all those i have those nice air ride seats mm-hmm. the clients were sitting on the back casting platform did you even flip up the jump seats or you just i did i was like sit on that they're like we're good here oh my gosh i'm like would you please seat. sit in the damn seat because i i still <laughs> don't know if, if like if i hit this wave you're gonna i'm gonna look you're just, back you're and gonna you're gonna see be hanging on this this is yeah. all new to me you <laughs> just, turn around and it's like oh the rod's still there but where's jim bob <laughs> <laughs> just sit in the seat <laughs> yeah <Put> seat belts <laughs> in those yeah they're, they're they're sweet they're nice rigs really so cool. Steve said he's going to be getting an 1880. 
Nice. That's, that's the one I like. The one he likes. It's it, it's so hot, and Todd's boat is probably like thirty degrees cooler than. Mine. I was gonna say you had a concern about that. Is it holding the heat? Oh my god, yes. It's holding was, the heat. You can feel it. It's dark. Is it the carpet or is it the actual? I think like, it's the jump? color. Okay. It's the black. It's the blackness. Mm-hmm. I mean, God, my boat's cooking. My truck's one hundred and thirty <laughs> degrees. I'm I'm reconsidering this all murdered outlook stuff. Okay, he says that <laughs> as he's wearing all black, yeah, all black, black shoes, <laughs> black, black shorts. soccer shorts, a black t-shirt with a black trucker hat. <laughs> His truck is black with I don't know. You might as well have painted the windows black. They're so tinted. Yeah. Yeah. What 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 light transition is, is that? Is that like two percent? It's hard. It's really hard to drive. <laughs> like, dance. You got to drive because I can't see anything out of your truck. Yeah, you like put the headlights on. It's dark out. <laughs> yeah. Like it's two in the <laughs> afternoon. Man. I mean, who tints the front window? You know. <laughs> <laughs> and he's rocking sunglasses at the same time. <laughs> no, it's not that bad. I just wanted to no, take no, it to the next yeah. level on that. But yeah, everything. Everything is. I painted your golf cart black. Yeah, yeah, oh. you did. Yeah, I'm starting to reconsider. <laughs> Get off the old bucket of paint and paint it white. It's hot, man. It's 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 super hot. How many times you jumped in yesterday? Twice. Yeah. I jumped, jumped in, in the lake. Yes, it was really hot. <laughs> I stopped. At least, I, I at stopped least we have the a spread platform. I I stopped stopped the spread, let all the lures rise, and just jumped in. <laughs> that's dedication right there oh, it was so nice. you know those muskies bite people all the time the thing the thing happened when uh when the lure was rising i'm not i'm not kidding you a fish tri- rose up with it and then swam off i was like oh look at that that would have been so cool if you would have jumped like dived and, and, and caught it with your hands yeah like grizzly bear style <laughs> and then it, it, it left it was on the down rod it came up and then it swam out weaved through the other ones it was neat. A minefield. Maybe I would have caught that one, you know? If you would just, just stopped, but I mean, selfish was, motives to stop. It was and so it. worth it to jump in at that point. It was incredibly hot. <laughs> it was terrible. Mm-hmm. I don't like those days. I hate, like, jumping in water, cold water. Mm-hmm. You know? And even in the 70s, it kind of gives you a shock like that. But I was just <laughs> right in. Mm-hmm. I really hate jumping in, like... 33 degree water <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i think we're really happy with our rigs so you get some nice cloudy days some you know 73 degrees light wind or you get that fall when it's just starting to get nippy but the sun comes out you're gonna like that black mm-hmm. it'll keep you a little bit warmer we well, had a there was a uh i got i got a nice scratch on it already Oh my gosh! From some casting, you know. Okay. But a little water covers it up. Okay. Todd picked that out. <laughs> it was fun. That was fun. <laughs> 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 All right. Is there any raptor fish? Should we you want to do a raptor count? Todd, I think you got one, didn't you? Did we got a couple on raptors yesterday? Nice. Got one of six. Got one on a soft tail eight. Good five. 
with five hits on Raptors yesterday, but only boated two. Those numbers are going to, we're going to get better. Fisher a little bit in crazy shock right now. So I was here two weeks ago, breaking that motor in and, uh, I was getting like 57, 58 degree water temps. And today in the shallows, it was all the way up to 80 at times yesterday. Jeez. Did you stop fish fishing? Crazy. I didn't stop because. Oh, the my gosh. I didn't. Yeah. You know, it's a little bit of false. But I mean, the, the, it's, you know, we were, Vance and I watched them spawning tons of them. Giant fish. Absolute <laughs> giant fish swimming around. Some yeah. of them in pairs. And that was two weeks ago. And now we're at, uh, that's as high as water temperature I saw all last year. So yeah. it's going to go down. But the fish are really, uh, I mean, we're getting some to hit. Vance has had a couple good days. Mm-hmm. I, ju- I just fished yesterday and today. So uh, we're not, we're going to do a whole podcast on what happens here in this early season when it's clear like this and the numbers that we see. I don't think you can see them anywhere in the country, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, they're the almost n- n- numbers of fish. The, the numbers, I know the numbers. Mm-hmm. They're almost unbelievable. Mm hmm. And I'm just. But you have to have people. You can talk to people about it, but they have to come experience it. Yeah. We have lots of clients that have done it. And, uh, they are unbelievable, <laughs> you know. I met another Vance. You did, yeah. Did is, is he famous? I am. I know you are. I, yes, to, I told him that. that <laughs> I told him that I'm famous. <laughs> I'm kidding, but yeah, it was it was hilarious. I took out this guy named Vance. I had no idea. I was just super pumped that there was another Vance. The only other one I know is my father. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he gets in the boat. I'm, he's like, I'm Vance. I was like, well, this will be easy. You know, Team Vance, we're, we're set to go. He's like, yeah, I live in Pittsburgh. I was like, oh, that's cool. I was like, Team Pittsburgh. I was like, I'm, bump? I'm from Pittsburgh, too. I was like, where'd you grow up? I grew up in McKeesport. It's a terrible place. And he's like, well, uh, I, gr- I grew up in Texas. I lived in San Francisco <laughs> for a little bit. And I was like, oh, God, what do you do? You travel for work or something? He's like, I'm play, I'm tight end for the Steelers. <laughs> I was like, oh shit! I was like, oh shit! You're <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh the Vanimal. I was pumped when we picked you up. The Vanimal. Yeah, I was like, that's my boy. But uh, yeah, it was a good experience. <laughs> of all people, you should have picked him out. I know, right? Yeah. Anyways, anyways, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll tell my my story. So, yesterday was Tuesday. It was really hot. I was at work. Some nice steel toes, long pants, cut-off sweatshirt, so I was feeling nice and cool. Mm-hmm. And we had a guy come in, and he had uh, printed out some photos. And he was all distraught. He was an older guy. He's like, can you guys fix this? And I'm like, well, let me look at this. And I'm looking, and I know immediately what it is. I'll give the backstory. This guy was fishing on Lake Erie. He launched out of a marina called Lampy, which is right in the middle of Erie. Um, I don't know if he got in a rush, but it was a it was a uh, 
boat launch accident. Actually, he was retrieving his boat. Put the boat on the trailer. He thought he snapped the safety chain. But in reality, he didn't. And he didn't attach the winch. And even if he didn't, it wouldn't matter because it was still like in that neutral position. Mm. And he pulled the boat out. And the boat slid off the back of the trailer. And he drove. And it Mm. was essentially resting on the corner of where the transom goes down to meet the bottom of the hull. And he drug it for a few feet, which went right through the weld and grabbed the back of the transom and kind of banana hooked it out where the plug killed it and pried it open, pried it right. Oh, jeez! Like a can of tuna fish. Wow. And now how, how old was this boat? It's, it has some hours. It's been in the water three times. It's so, brand new. Oh brand new. Like 2018. New. Like 2018, brand new. Oh, no. Jeez. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. So you're worried about your scratch vats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, dropped a little hook rub. I got Andy's buffer. He's going to buff it out for me. Thanks, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I got Andy's buffer. He's going to do it. He's going to help me out. Andy has his you buffer. Hook, you just hook this guy up. He puts a hole in his boat. What am I, chopped liver? I got a scratch out here. <laughs> so I told him, I said, bring the boat to the shop tomorrow. And he, he came right on time. And I looked at it. I said, yeah, th- this was... To describe how big of a hole he made in the transom. Now, the bottom of the hull was scratched, but it wasn't dented. It was all on the transom's outer plate. The hole was so big that when we reached in that little access port, we, we had to remove like the live well pump, and there was like, another drain or something that they had in there. And we had to take off a hose clamp off of one of those plastic fittings so we could the plastic would melt, and it would be terrible when we get this ready to weld. When we when I I was reaching in there with a flathead screwdriver to take off the hose clamp, it slipped out of my hands and almost fell to the floor because the <laughs> oh hole was so God. big. Wow! <laughs> oh, I'm geez. like, oh no, I dropped it, and and the guy I was working with is like, oh, don't worry, oh, I got it. It's like hanging out the bottom <laughs> of the boat. It's right here. It's swinging like a pendulum. Just pull it. Just, yeah, pull, just pull it. it. Yeah. Give it a little yank. Well. I mean, this guy has to be a basket case right now because he probably doesn't know if you guys can fix it until you see it. Well, right? he gave me the fo- he gave the printout, and I said, "Listen, I think we can do it. We got I'm gonna have to see it." And I saw it, and I'm like, "Just drop it off." And by the way, how soon do you need it? He goes, "I'd like it for this weekend." <laughs> Man, so that's he, service. The, the funny thing was, he, you know, when people were like, "Oh my gosh," he goes, "You ever see a grown man cry?" <laughs> He's like. <laughs> He said, he's like, I start pulling out and I just saw a guy waving his arms yelling and I didn't know nothing until I saw the front of the boat lift up and then I hit the brakes and I said, what did you do? Did you like put it in reverse and try to scotch it right back into the water? He goes, I hooked the chain and I wenched it right up and left. Oh no. (laughs) Oh jeez. So. Hey, what kind of boat was it? It was, uh. It was an aluminum bass boat. Okay. So, you know, it was, you know, it, I would call it a, a fishing man, you know, an average Joe's. Was it like a bass tracker or something? Yeah, it was similar mm-hmm. to that. You know how, like, the aluminum bass boats have, like, that mm-hmm. frontal. Yes. Um, I don't really want it. It's kind of like stop sign shaped front. For stop sign shaped front, and it almost looks like it's a flats boat or something. What do I want to I, I would almost say, call it, yeah, like, the belly of, like, boat. a whale. 
You know how like the like I for, I got you. Yeah, yeah. How they have those ribs going down. Yes. It. Yes. Yep. And not a scratch on it except for a giant hole ripped in the transom. Jeez. So we we ended up. I mean, we had six hours in it. You know, me me and another guy. You know, so we had like three hours each mm-hmm. working together. We got it rehabilitated and. He's gonna be. He's picking it up tomorrow, and I told you know. Did you I, uh, did you pour? Use a hammer. Yeah. Oh yeah, we had a hammer. We had screwdrivers. You had yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it, it was. It wasn't like it was a clean break. The yeah. last three eighths of an inch curled up like a ducktail. So like yeah. when I took the die grinder to start like okay let's find good material it, there were spots where you had like a three eighths of an inch gap that. Mm. You know, I Craig was welding it. You know, our our one employee, he's like he'd make a pass, he'd have to let it cool, and he had to do like three passes to build it up Fill to, to bridge the gap. Mm. And you know, it's it's only like sixteen gauge. It, it wasn't. It's not a heavy built mm. boat, so you can lose it very easy. Oh, you you could yeah, you could have chased that thing all the way up if you were responsible. Like it would have just kept melting out on you. And the thing that makes it difficult is. Not only are you doing it on your back, but it's upside down. Mm-hmm. Gravity yeah. doesn't help you with this stuff wow. when you're doing overhead. But we, you know, what it was it was like, okay, okay, we got this half of an inch good, and we lay a little bit of weld, and then we work the next bad section in, and you just kind of work it all the way across. Now, how did how do you test your seal? We just we look at it and any of the fittings we we just put a, a caulking on there and tighten them up and the thing is is like if the guy's like hey this thing leaks water I'd say it fell off your trailer it leaks a lot less water right now but <laughs> you know let's be, let's be honest it would have yeah. been an insurance claim mm-hmm. um, that boat would have probably been totaled mm-hmm. I mean I'm not saying that there's not another person around here that could do it but I'd like to think that we're no one would have done it that day. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he could still have it for the weekend, but I'm I'm very confident that all the all the stuff sealed up nice. You know, we uh, when we cleaned up, when we ground off the paint in that area, you know, we made sure that we, you know, when you're welding, there's a crack. You can see the crack, and then all of a sudden, when it disappears, you know that you've gone beyond the crack, and we went beyond the crack. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the, in terms of the aluminum, it's not going to leak there. I mean, he he could have something. We tried to flatten. Where, where those through holes in that transom are, th- th- those got deformed. Mm-hmm. And and I put a, I put liberal amount of caulking on that stuff, and we tightened them up, and we're like, I'm going to have to tell him, you're going to have to watch this stuff. Golly, man. But I think he's Shit. not going to have a problem. I mean, if he gets a gallon or two in his boat, it's not that big of a deal. Just pull the plug, or every couple times out, just hit the bilge. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, but imagine having to do that with a new 2018. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, that's. The but th- that's the way it goes. You get you, you work your you know you work your tail off. You get something nice, and then it's just there's always that first major event. Now this one was actually a real major event, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, like when we pulled that little access port off in the in the splash well, and we hit a flashlight down there, there were chips of asphalt. Really. In the hull, in the oh in the bill, oh there's like this just chunks of black road material so this guy drove onto the trailer he put it on the trailer mm-hmm. thought he attached the safety chain and for whatever reason he did not completely go through the whole thing of actually hooking the bow hook and wenching it tight like that's just what i always do it's it's tight when i <coughs> pull out and mm-hmm. i guess when he left the the safety chain fell off 
And Ugh. I guess there's on at Lampy there's some horizontal cut lines for traction because Lampy's a is, uh, is a big caught one of them. Well, yeah, I think it was bouncing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's for because Lampy that that's that's a big boat marina. You can launch you know thirty foot boats at any trailerable boat. You should be able to launch. Mm-hmm. Was this, this was this safety chain just open ended? Didn't have a. I think it had one of those little spring things. Uh-huh. But I don't think he went till it snapped. I think he went, oh, it's on. And the spring thing actually pushed it off. He never really Golly, completely just... did it. But he he knows next time to. Yeah. God. It's terrible. <laughs> it's sad. It, it, it is. I feel terrible for that guy. But I'm sure at just about every launch, there was something like that happened. This weekend. People get yeah. in a rush. Mm-hmm. They lose track of what they're doing, mm-hmm. and you can lose your boat. You can, you know, th- to save, and I don't think this, this. I'm not picking on this guy. To save 15 seconds, you could really waste a half an hour if a boat's laying on the land. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, think about Steve, like. Steve, where, where did you launch at? Did you launch at Walnut by chance? No, no, no. We did uh, East End. East End. What? Yeah. That's East not Avenue? The- oh, geez. East Avenue, yeah, yeah. We one day there, and then we did Lampy. The we LDS. usually do Lampy, but uh, Lampy was a zoo, so we ran over to East uh, East Avenue. The Lampy LES. Was a zoo, there was a guy that had his boat fell off the trailer. That's... You might you might have been there when that guy had his boat fall off the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> you might have been the guy running after him, screaming, "Stop!" No, I would have remembered boat. that. Trust me. Oh man. Wouldn't that have been something? That would have been a full circle Mitch story if if Steve was there, the one that yeah. was scraping this boat we off saw the that pavement. Land on the yeah. <laughs> it would have been. You taking a selfie with it, Andy? <laughs> with this, he puts his you hand got, up the hole. You got him the job. I know a guy. <laughs> I got a guy. Yep. Andy can fix it all. That's mm-hmm. right. But it's just it goes to show just it, you know, and. and Everyone sympathized with the guy because, and even even like my dad, he was, you know, my dad doesn't have a boat, but he has a big giant trailer and people are like, hey, let me help you hook it up. He's, he, you know, my dad can be blunt sometimes. He goes, no, leave. If you come here, I'm going to forget to put the pin in or pick the jack up. Mm. You know, you get your routine. We've talked about this many times. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that guy could have been like, oh, I'm going to be really quick for this guy. He wants to back in and mm-hmm. whatever. There's a tube there and there's a little little family that want to go out i'm gonna go quick and then mm-hmm. bang yeah it ain't worth it take the 30 seconds check it oh man a, a big thing awake screwed me up driving on my trailer over, oh, yeah? yeah over the mm. I, I look behind me there's this like giant houseboat mm-hmm. um coming in for gas driving you know eight miles an hour oh 45 feet fast. long insane I, and i'm like i i kicked the ass end of my boat out it's completely off the trailer mm-hmm. i had to put it in reverse and like give it some good mm-hmm. good gas to straighten back up and i look behind me you know there's three foot waves coming into the into the dock it's all screwed up you took it over the splash well didn't you mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah it was insane holiday weekends be extra safe yeah who cares if the guy's giving you a stare down in front of you? You, you, you know, that's that's next in line. The way well, I see it, it... Let me ask you guys a boating launch etiquette question. 
Sure thing. If you don't mind. And the reason I say this is because this, this turned into a debate for my buddy's dad and this other guy at the launch, and it was at Lampy. Was it a debate? So we were done. Fight? We were coming in. Okay, so we, we dropped him off at the dock, and he was going to get the, the um, trailer, trailer to bring it in. So he, we see him engaged in this conversation with this guy, and they're going back and forth, pointing and all this stuff. So it wasn't quite heated, but it was more, it wasn't a cordial, how was the fishing? Mm-hmm. So he pulls in. And we said, what did you, what were you talking to that guy about? You know, he was yelling at me because we blocked the ramp with our boat coming in. And he said, look at the sign. He says, yield to incoming boats. And my buddy said, yeah, we're incoming boat. And he goes, no, no, I'm an incoming boat because I'm putting it in the water. So who has the right of way? A boat that's ready to launch or a boat that's ready to get out? I, I'll, I'll tackle this one first, unless someone else wants to go. Well, generally, generally on those bigger, uh, they, have the, the stock they have the stock. They have a green yeah. and red, you know, a green and red lane for incoming and off offcoming traffic. Walnut is very good with that. Walnut is very good for that. So boats coming in off the lake, say, hang left for the, the if, left two stalls, and if people, you see the green mm-hmm. sign, you go You're to good. green. Mm-hmm. Red means don't go. Mm-hmm. Mm. Very now, juvenile, but the smaller areas do not have that. I guess generally, like, if all you did was come up and dock and let, let you know, that guy run up and get the truck, depending on how long the dock is, you know, if, if the dock is long enough, you know, let's just say four boat lengths, I'd hang off the back end, let that guy launch. Mm-hmm. Or if the dock is short enough... Where like, oh yeah, I'm legitimately blocking this, but it's going to be a couple minutes for whoever to go get the truck. I'd, I'd drop them off and back out in the middle and just hang out there. You well, know? that's what we end up doing. I mean, we let him launch, obviously, but the, the debate was, what is an incoming boat? Right. Again, his, his definition was, I'm putting it in. Our definition was, we were coming in. Now, granted, like you said, we, he had to get the trucks. So we had no problem backing out and let him mm-hmm. launch, but it was just that discussion and kind of brought up the point of, who does have quite have the right? Well, let's say he already had his boat or uh, truck there with an empty trailer, and this guy was ready to back in with a boat on it, competing for the same launch. Who who, who does technically have the right of way? I would let so the I, guy come off of the water first, so I would have yeah, more would space. Too. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I would. I, I, yeah, I would think you'd want to get. I mean, I always look when I pull in if I see a boat like lined up with one of the things, even though they might be up there filling their cooler. I I try to go to another one because it's obvious they're going to be trying to to pull in there, or mm-hmm. you know, to launch their boat. Yeah, I don't know. It gets crazy on these busy weekends for sure. Yeah, I would say that there's like, if the guy's like starting to back his boat in, obviously he's incoming, and you're just kind of pulling up, and then there's mm-hmm. like that gray period, that that gray area. Of people like having the both part. people are are yeah. coming in at the same time, but then if you see a guy with his reverse lights on, trying to back his trailer in to load a boat up, the other guy's like, "Oh, screw you! I'm going to back this. I'm going to launch before you." I think it's a lot of just common courtesy, and you guys probably mm-hmm. just hit it just right. But it really would have been, what's the difference? Two minutes? Yeah, maybe. Oh well, with the the, the zoo that goes on, you're. You're probably already waiting 20 minutes just to get your turn in line. That's kind of what happened, too. You know, we're kind of going back and mm-hmm. forth and waiting here or there. So that this guy, you know, 
thought we were trying to jump in line and we were already then, waiting 20 you know, minutes and he was like waiting Vance 20 minutes and I so. that are doing it by herself now you know i i went i when i'm out with friends i mean i went years where you just bumped up to the dock you dropped somebody off you pulled out and you waited till they got in line and they backed the trailer and you pulled it on i didn't even i went years without tying my lund to the dock and mm -hmm. now with what we're doing by ourselves with clients and stuff i tie up every every day i tie up and go in and i i know i can tie things up so i'm always very careful which one i pick because of that mm -hmm. you know the guys by themselves they <laughs> they have to tie up mm -hmm. but uh unless you got that all tarova or whatever that can self-deploy and you can run the remote. Yeah, I wouldn't trust that. Altera. Mm -hmm. You know, the funny thing with that, too, we'd eat lunch every day. So we'd all get in one boat. My buddy would deploy his Altera and ship send it out 20 feet away, and it's just sitting there hovering on spot lock. And he'd bring it back when we were done lunch and all back in the boat go. You, you have awesome. a, a path. A path memorized. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. I did that with my Tarova once controlled mm -hmm. it but uh were you in it it was always down you know that was the problem so i actually just still had to walk out to the boat because if i brought it into was <laughs> it was just <laughs> crushed rocks <laughs> nice any other questions steve no that was that was it thank you for the answer <laughs> you're welcome that one <laughs> I'm just going to take credit. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was that was good. That was good. So, first person, tell me what color of the bait, the only fish in Nipissing that was caught between Vance and Todd, will get that orange shiner six inch. That's the contest. There it is. There it is. There's nothing else to add. I, I, I was thinking... I don't want to give too much more away. So this is going back in the archives. There we go. No, no. Let me ask. Where do I post my answer to win? I mean, I'm sorry. Where does someone post their answer to win? Hey, this is this isn't a raffle, man. Yeah, this isn't a raffle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this isn't our first contest. Uh, you know, people should you know realize. I mean, if they just yell it at their radio or their phones, obviously I'm not. That won't work. Huh? <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to put our listeners on a little bit higher shelf than that. You can uh, have a self-addressed mail uh, stamped envelope mailed to my home address for the answers. We're going to go Pony Express on this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, anyways, fezzymuskie.com, mcfishingguides.com. That's Muddy Creek. We also have big thanks to Muskie's Inc. What do you think? And Chautauqua Lake Showdown, Vic Sports Center. Ranger, Ranger Boats, Boats, St. Croix Rods. Check them all out. You've heard us talk about them many times, but they really help make this show possible. So, Steve, uh, congratulations. Seven, thank you. Seven pounder. Awesome. Oh, I thought that's, it was for yeah, sneaking that mount through. And that, too. A great smallmouth. That's an incredible, wow. man. See, that was the back, the back end benefits of his poor negotiating of redoing a bathroom for a bass trip. Was he's sneaking a little bit more on the end? It's very nice. So 
Well I, I don't think I did bad on the negotiations. Yeah, well played. <laughs> now, if I caught nothing for three days, I'd feel like I got screwed on that, but I'm okay with it. Okay. I got a, I have a six-pound, three-ounce smallmouth mounted. It's out in my garage right now, but I caught it on a... Jerk bait. Live bait. No, I caught it <laughs> live bait fishing for muskies on about a 12-inch sucker, and that thing oh, weighed geez. about three quarters of a pound so it was probably actually like a oh, five really... and a half pound smallmouth <laughs> <laughs> but i have it mounted i got it back in 1981 mm. holy smokes live... i was <laughs> negative three <laughs> live bait fishing for muskies but th those big those smallmouth would eat some big stuff oh mm. Very cool. Well, there you have it. Live baiting, 1980. <laughs> <laughs> You're like old school, man. That is old school. That was pre-Andy. <laughs> All right. This is where we're going to call it. Good luck fishing.